Thanks for listening to Chicago's Morning Answer podcast sponsored by Signature Bank. Signature Bank takes pride in helping customers grow their business and provide unmatched banking expertise, custom financial solutions, and the industry's best technology. So whether you're a business looking for a deposit relationship or needs a ready source of financing, Signature Bank is the right bank for you. Call today at 773-467-5600 to hear how Signature Bank can help your business grow and thrive. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Top of the morning, Dan and Amy. I misread it, so I misstated it before the break. Not 507,000 jobs, 517,000 jobs added in January, according to the Department of Labor numbers out this morning. Wow, wow, wow. Yay, celebration time. Yay. Well, is it? What I mean, it is of people getting jobs, but what does that mean for Fed policy? What does that mean for the Board of Mystics when the March meeting comes? We're going to have to do more than 25 basis points. I thought we needed high unemployment to reduce yep. inflation, higher unemployment to reduce inflation. I thought we were going back to the days where the Phillips curve was operative, even though it turned out to be fraudulent. The seven fat years of Ronald Reagan gave lie to it. We can have low inflation and high employment, which is what we want. So what does that number mean in terms of what Jay Powell is likely to do? Is the soft landing happening, even though it may be happening in a different form than anticipated by those Fed mystics. For more on this, pleased to be joined by our friend Jim Perry, Perry Capital. James, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good morning. So, 517,000 jobs in January. Yeah, it's a big number. Um, we've had a lot of big information flow this week. We had the Fed, you know, and then we've got these earnings coming out, and now we've got this. So, there's a lot of information in the market pretty quickly, and it really doesn't quite know what to do. But uh, the matter at hand is just 517,000 jobs, and uh, that's a much higher number than expected. And I would say the real takeaway for your listeners and everybody that's thinking about this is that it's going to make the Fed job tougher. They're going to have to go higher for longer with inflation. Do you, it will see that's, that was my question, but but – do they have to? Do they want to? Will they do it? Uh, those are sort of different questions. Uh, are they right. they're still going to operate under the belief that 3.4% that's too low. We got to we got to bump that number up. We got to jack rates beyond another quarter point. Is that that what they're going to do cuz cuz the market rally is predicated on uh, another quarter point in March and and then we go back to the salad days of quantitative easing, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it does make their job trickier. I I was probably in the small minority of forecasters and strategists that were thinking that the Fed should go 50. Um, and the reason I say that, and I, of course I had a feeling that the market was already pricing in 25, so it was not a surprise, but I think they should have gone more. Um, the problem is that uh, financial conditions are still extremely easy. Uh you and I have been talking about that for two or three months here, really since sort of October. 
the, the Chinese are easing, uh, the Japanese are easing, and, you know, the Fed really, you think about this big balance sheet they have, it's only come down from $9 trillion to $8.5 trillion. So we're still $4 trillion up, and there's a ton of money in the financial system. So the, I think the economy and the markets are doing exactly what they should be doing in a, in a low interest rate an inflationary environment. They're they're doing okay. Well, how how high do you think the interest rates are going to go? Like when when will it reach the peak? What number? Well, if we take Powell at his word, he's worried about these sort of core services numbers in the PC number, right? So, the Fed's target for inflation using the PCE, that's a consumer price uh, a personal consumption expenditures number, they want to get to 2% because they think that that's where we should be to help the whole country manage their lives. Uh, we're at 5% right now. So um, I, I think to get inflation down to target is going to take a recession. Now, whether the Fed's got the fortitude to do that or not is another story, but um, especially since Leo Brainerd said that financial conditions have tightened significantly. And Powell even said that yesterday. And that's really... And that is just not true. Well, so so uh, what do you say to someone who says, well, wait a second. Um, if uh, the economy is doing you know, pretty well because of this uh, low inflation, I mean, excuse me, low uh, interest rate, uh, high employment uh, status, then why don't we just, you know, walk it along? We don't have to run. Let's continue to uh, enjoy the rally that started in January. The, now we have uh, people going back to work. Uh, we have, you know, there, there was a story out this week. Uh, despite um, uh, big headlines about big layoffs, uh, the number of unfilled jobs was at an all-time high. So why right. don't we just continue to shuffle along like this? Well, I think that the um, biggest issue is inflation. And I think that... Um, if you look at the underlying inflation for the average household, people are spending five to ten percent more on living expenses than they're earning right now. Um, that's a major imbalance, right? And if you think about demand, and to Amy's point, you know, I think the Fed funds rates probably got to go to at least five and a quarter, and probably higher. But you know, demand in the country is really running pretty high the last quarter or so. I mean, GDP in the Fourth quarter was 2.9%. That's up or down a little bit from 32 in the third quarter. Retail sales are strong. And, you know, you try to get a restaurant reservation in any downtown city, in any city in the country, and it's impossible. So people who have money are going out and they're spending it. And it's kind of that 80-20 rule where, you know, roughly 20% of the highest income households tend to spend um, – or account for about eighty percent of discretionary income. So that, yeah, but that's but that's all that's that's all we care about. We just care about we have care about people who have brokerage accounts and homes that they'd like to they'd like to see their four hundred one k's recover. They'd like to see their trading accounts bounce back like it did in January. They'd uh, like to see their home values stable. Let's just say stable, if not to increase a bit. Maybe not like it did during the pandemic, but increased nonetheless that if if that happens for that 20 percent that's what we actually care about isn't it 
Well, the financial sector and the people that own the financial sector, you know, that whole rally that we've seen in the last 14 years has been built on generous and, and cheap money. Um, but the credibility of the Fed is really on the line here. And the fact is that, you know, inflation does hurt the majority of the people in this country. And it's hurting a lot of people in the lower income levels and middle income levels. Substantially. I know, but so, I just want, I want Elon Musk to get his $200 billion back. That's what that's what I'm mainly concerned about. I'm I'm, I'm you know I, we're, we're we're just I mean I'm sort of being tongue in cheek, but but it's sort of, it's tr it's true. We really only focus on and care about the impact it has on the the ownership strata in society. I mean that's Correct. just the truth, isn't it? Correct. Well, for the people that own it, yeah. <laughs> right. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm not sure the government cares thinks that way. You know, I think. Um, I'm, I'm glad the economy's growing, and uh, I'm, I'm not happy that it's still inflating. And I think that the Fed's credibility probably needs a little something uh, of a boost here because um, there's a lot of people that are really struggling still. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think? Sorry, do you think Powell still thinks that inflation could tick back up and and uh, ruin the Garden Party? I do. And so that's what he's guarding against. If you see a number come up, if you see an inflation number come up in February or March, say, then there's going to be panic. I think the Fed is, or at least Powell, is correct in realizing that the battle against inflation is not completed. And I think that he is going to err on the side of Titan because he's got some credibility building to do. Uh, where are we with the supply chain issue? We haven't talked about it in a while. It's, it seemed to be sort of remedying itself, although as somebody who's doing a gut rehab on his house, on his house thanks to uh, Hurricane Ian, right. um, the lead times for uh, you know home supplies and the supplies to do things like build homes, uh, a, lot of, a lot of those items and those materials – um, don't seem to be as um, readily available as they were pre-pandemic. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, there's still some major imbalances out there. The people that were talking about transitory inflation 18 months ago, and even the Fed, even as recently as sort of a year ago, uh, they were right in the sense that, you know, the supply chain snarls have been reduced. However, everything that is processed for consumption in this country, whether it be building materials and food, uh, those prices are not going down, right? I mean, right. the core commodity prices are going down, but inflation is really about wages right now. And every step of the process of getting, you know, a carton of eggs to the, to the grocery store or cheese or beef or lumber or cement, that stuff, Everybody that delivers that stuff at every step of the of the process is getting paid a lot more. So those prices are not coming down yet. I mean, eggs are six bucks if you can even find them, and we have a right. carrot shortage for some reason. But President Biden keeps saying wages are up since I've become president, and they're not. Our wages no, are not wait. reflecting the inflation rate. That's exactly right, Amy, and that's what is the big problem here. You know, people's wages are not keeping up with. Uh, the prices they have to pay. And um, it's a problem. I mean, mm -hmm. I was looking, being from Florida, you know, I watch orange juice futures. They're at the all-time highs right now, right? So 
anybody that buys oranges for their kid for breakfast and has an egg and and has toast and butter, you know, you're looking at that's 12, a problem. Bucks. twelve bucks. It's a problem. Orange it's juice big. up here is four dollars. <laughs> yeah. It used to be two nineteen. I mean, that's right. So this is really the issue. Wages are not keeping up with inflation, and um, this is a good start with this uh, payroll number today. I think that's great. But, you know, unemployment rates are 3.4%. So that means that wages are going to keep getting pushed higher because people are still looking for um, workers, Employees, right? Yeah. At least hospitality. Um, so what's – I mean, assuming that Powell stays the course that has been charted effectively by the market – uh, he, as he did in February, assume he does that again in March, and then there's a reassessment, and maybe he holds serve at that point. What's your outlook for 2023 in the market? Are we going to see a, a bounce back, uh, uh, people recovering at least some of what they lost in 2022? Yeah, I think I think what's going to happen here, and again, it, this is very tricky. It's been as complicated as I've ever seen it, and, and most people, but um, I've said from the very beginning of this tightening cycle that the Fed will continue to hike until the market tells him not to, right? Now, what that means very simply is that if the stock market is having – it's had a 20% rally, really. I mean, you know, you look at some of these numbers. The returns this year, the S&P is up 9, NASDAQ's up 16. That's this year, right? Yeah. Um, Bitcoin's up 56%. Kathy Wood's ARK Innovation Fund's up 54, you know? I mean, and yesterday, these FANG stocks were up 7% alone. So the stock market is loving this this cheap money narrative, which probably isn't going to come because profit margins are really getting smacked. I don't know if you saw the earnings reports last night from the big, the big three, um, the AAA tech firms, Apple, Amazon, and Alphabet. Um, you know, net income growth at Microsoft is down 12%. Um, at Facebook, Meta, it was down 52%, right? Google's net income was down 34%. And the S&P so far right now, earnings are down 20%. But that's just in this earnings cycle. So profit margins are getting squeezed. And at some point, a higher rate structure is going to continue to impact profit margins. And that means the valuation levels on, on the S&P and all the other broad indices that we see are probably going to come down. Well, so then, then, I mean, that's sort of, we were talking about this a bit with, uh, I think it was Jonathan Honig uh, earlier in the week. So, right, you, so you see th those um, troubling earnings reports, but yet the market's response is that, that, uh, that rally that you were just detailing. So what does that mean, that earnings reports don't matter at this point, only Fed policy does? Well, if you look at the last three days, right, um, Yesterday, the S&P was up 60 points. The day before that, it was up 42. The day before that, it was up 58, right? Um, in the futures market today, the earnings, um, the uh, or the S&P 500 looks to set, is set to be opening down 55 points. So you're going to give some of that back. The market has been cheering on the idea that cheap money is going to be here and going to stay here and going to get here quicker than they think. If you talk to any tech guy, they say, Interest rates are still cheap. They're not going to go higher. This is the end of the road. They're treating this like the Fed is easing right now. And that's it's got to come into a little bit more of a balance, I think. He is Jim Perry, Perry Capital. James, thanks as always. Appreciate your insights. Thank you, Dan.
Thank you. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. The more you listen, the more you listen, the more you'll know. This is Chicago's morning answer. Morning answer on AM560. The answer. Thanks for listening to Chicago's Morning Answer podcast sponsored by Signature Bank. Signature Bank takes pride in helping customers grow their business and provide unmatched banking expertise, custom financial solutions, and the industry's best technology. So whether you're a business looking for a deposit relationship or needs a ready source of financing, Signature Bank is the right bank for you. Call today at 773-467-5600 to hear how Signature Bank can help your business grow and thrive. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.